0: Just head on over to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit of up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And make sure to download the SGPN app to your home for all of our free picks and podcasts.
1: Hello, Degenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Episode 150, hooray! Everyone cheer and do noisemakers and stuff. Um, not only is this episode 150, it's a bonus episode, a first bonus episode. First of all, one episode a week wasn't enough for you, Hardcore Degenerinos, so let me start doing two episodes a week, and apparently that's not enough either, so here we are with episode three this week, because UFC is running a tournament and we all love tournaments and it's a prospect tournament it's kind of like dana White's contender series which my co-host made everyone a buttload of money on last year so we're going to expect the same from him on this outing here so uh we're going to jump right into that and and uh, ram that down into your into your eardrums um who am i you ask i am uh jeff me machine fox and i will be one of your hosts on this year podcast i don't know hardly any of these fighters so i will be the setup man as per usual and gumby who somehow knows everything about 18 of these 20 fighters and had to look up uh, stuff on two of them. Somehow he knows everyone, everyone that's ever fought in, in, uh, in MMA, probably in, in other sports as well, but nonetheless, Let, let's bring him in. Um, there's a reason why he's called the Gumby God. It's not just uh, he he gets the underdog picks because he loves, he loves him some underdogs, but um, he's a God when it comes to um, making people money on prospect fights. So let's bring him in right now. Daniel Gumby God, realand Hello.
0: I, I believe on the end of the last episode, which we taped a whole three minutes ago. Uh yes. I believe I said I had to look up three people. There were three people I didn't know. Um so uh I you know, I, I hate to let you guys down, but I only knew seventeen of these twenty.
1: <laughs> oh, really? You lied but, to you lied but,
0: to everyone, Dan. No, no, I said I said I missed three. You you, oh, okay, you okay. changed you changed it to two. I, I will I made, also I made say you better than you are. I will also say that the highlight of this episode for me, the thing I'm the most excited about, do you know what it is?
1: Um, ju- ju- juvenile hum- humor, like making, f- uh, laughing about the last name is that really funny <laughs> about it? No, it's, it, it's kind of like that. It, it's me pronouncing things.
0: It's going to be you saying names. Yeah. It's <laughs> going to be so, names. so damn good. Ye damn so good.
1: <laughs> yes. No kidding. No kidding. All right. Um, should we jump into it, Dan? Anything new since we talked five minutes ago? No, no. Uh,
0: I mean, go back and listen to episode 149 of the exactly. MMA Gambling Podcast if you didn't already. And oh. I don't even know if you yes. mentioned this on the last episode, but go follow ahead. the SGPN.
1: Oh, I didn't. Uh, yes.
0: MMA specific Twitter account, which is SGPN mma at sgpn mma which is the mma gambling podcast's special twitter account so make sure you follow that especially if we're going to make you a buttload of money on the fridays uh road to the ufc three and road to the ufc four
1: fight cards very correct yes uh dan's putting a lot of good stuff on there even con even video of me uh, is on there so definitely get in on that and you're making a big tv debut tonight are you not mr reeland uh that's not tonight that it's is tomorrow night. uh tomorrow night. It, it's
0: coming uh it, and actually based on uh what what we could do or what what we're talking about for time zones it's technically friday morning uh depending it's on true. what time zone you're in
1: so we will let you know maybe Dan will have clips of himself on there too so we're we're not just the audio medium at this point we're we're taking over everything so all right um like i said we have uh, some region not regional road two um fights prospect fights on this this year weekend actually one's going to start depending on when you're listening this to it Maybe over already or maybe starting in a couple hours so we're recording this wednesday night on the east coast and it's taking place uh, starting in a few hours in singapore um first they're calling it they have four it's technically four different fight cards um but they're breaking it down over two nights and it's an actual tournament except for the one woman's fight right am i right yeah
0: so so, uh, you know, if you take the four fight cards together, they all compile yep. a tournament. So the, the first fight yep. card we're going to talk about actually has one fight from four different tournaments. It's got a 25 fight, yep. a 35 fight, a 45 fight, and a 55 fight. Um, So none of these fighters will fight themse- each other in the second round. And then, of course, it's got, like you said, a women's strawweight fight, which is uh, it's a weird thing to add in there.
1: Yeah, I didn't really, I didn't really clue in, and that was the only female fight until. Someone mentioned it on the Top Tournament MMA podcast, so... More on that in a second. And then they have not announced when the semifinals and final rounds of this will take place. It just says TBD, TBA, so venue to be named later and date to be named later. So this is, it's called Road to UFC Singapore is what this is. Uh, before we hop I'm into a little,
0: it, me, I'm a little bit worried, by the way, before we get to the, the Yeah, go ahead. I'm a little bit worried. Right like, is it is it weird that we don't have a semifinal planned for this? Because I'm imagining it's not going to be easy to get a whole bunch of people off of one continent and have them yeah. fight on a different continent. Unless we're going to do this in Abu Dhabi when they come around in September, right? Like it's September, October, they're planning an Abu Dhabi event. Maybe that, but like, it seems weird that we have a whole bunch of people from one continent and we're going to uh, not plan on going back to it, but plan on having them all fight again.
1: It is very Bellator-esque, is it not? <laughs> I hope not. Like, let's finish <laughs> our <for> tournaments.
0: <laughs> let's finish our tournaments.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. But first, before we get into this, win. We're going to tell you about win. Make sure to get down on the wins. Bet $50, win $200 promotion. Where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets, plus the ultimate fantasy football experience. Bet $500 plus on sports or casino before July 31st of this year and get entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, including a two-night stay at Wynn Resorts for you and your entire league. Multiple entries are allowed. Plus, you can party with DJ Diesel. All users can bet $100 on NBA or casino be entered into a prize drawing to attend a dj diesel aka shaquille o'neal performance at encore beach club at night as well as a meet and greet with dj diesel this summer there's so much to choose from and all you have to do is download the winbet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where a play through winbet is available if you or someone you know has a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. Now we move on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fast-growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I do, as does the SGPN gents. It's a game-changing product and like anything else in the industry, and now you can make money on Sleeper too by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First in any sport, Choose two or more players that you like and pick the over under, for example, number of points in basketball or hits in baseball, then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. My reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join at my buddies contests, if I had buddies, and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to write it out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new Over Under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. Dan, do you have more Sleeper picks a few minutes later?
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, it, I told you JT brewacre is terrible. So, uh, yeah. in the last episode, if you want to go all the way back, like six minutes, I told you to take the Dansby Swanson in the, uh, Austin Riley overs while you're at it. Why don't you get the Ronald Acuna over in, uh, the Max Freed, uh, strikeout total because, uh, you know, the pirates strike out a fair amount too. So I'll take the, the over on Max Freed strikeouts and the over on, uh, Ronald Acuna hits as well.
1: There you go, more braves. This is very brave-centric picks always. Here's what you got to do with those picks. Go on your own mobile phone, join our listener group on sleeper. That would be sleeper.com slash SGPN MBA, for example, or SGPN MLB. Uh if, if you're into that one, or just just check, check the SGPN stuff on there. Um and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to 100 dollars So that's that's what you do. Join our listener group at sleeper.com. Actually, just here's what you do. I read the wrong part. Go to sleeper.com slash SGP. Just do that part, SGP. And Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. That's right. Join our squad and get the 100% deposit match at sleeper.com slash SGP. This is what happens when we record more than one podcast a day, Dan. I don't know how you do it, but somehow Dan does 10 a day. <laughs> Correct? <laughs> not not
0: quite 10 a day, but so roughly that many, yeah.
1: All right, we return to Kalang, Singapore. The Singapore Indoor Stadium is where this is going down. Like I said, we are doing the second night, Friday, well, Friday morning slash Thursday night. Um, technically, it's uh, on the East Coast, it's Friday at 2.30 a.m. So Thursday at 2.30 a.m., Friday at 2.30 a.m., however you want to think of that. Uh, overnight is when it's happening. And it's on UFC Fight Pass. It's called Road to UFC. We've got five fights. we got John Gooden and Laura Sanko. Uh, doing the calls there so that, that's a positive right there all right that's awesome we, that's fucking yep. amazing that's like that's one of top, the
0: best commentary teams i've ever heard exactly of.
1: assuming topology is not lying to us which they don't usually so all right um so these sites have things backwards all right we're gonna start with Zhe, uh featherweight fight jiyong Yong lee versus jai bin how did i do there butchered them pretty good not bad no not bad <laughs> All right, Lee is the Korean Tiger. So I take it he's from Korea. He's 7-1, three knockouts, two submissions. Never been finished in a fight. Uh, plus 125. Bin is the stalker. Scary. He's 8-3, one knockout, four submissions. Never been finished in a fight. and won the Contender Series. He's won four straight fights, last one via knockout. He's not fought since September of 2019. He's already fought in the biggest organization in the world, so I don't know why he's slumming it in the UFC, but he was 8-2-1 in one championship. He's fight at lightweight, three years younger than Lee, minus 155. So what I can tell
0: you about these two, first of all, is, is that Young Lee, uh, Jung Young Lee, is, is a guy who is literally just trying to get in the pocket and throw the most wild punches he possibly can. He just wants to unload and just be as crazy as he can. Uh Shea is a contender series veteran. Uh you might remember him having lost to Olivier Murad. He lost by split decision in a fight where I uh, I probably scored it for Murad, but it was really close. Um one of the things he does really well is he ducks under people's wild strikes incredibly well. He he Sorta of has some nice things he does on the feet, but mostly he doesn't put them together really well. Um, he's got some finishes from the top, but he doesn't really create openings. He's kind of just the kind of guy who, like, if you make a mistake when he's on top of you, he takes advantage and finishes. He doesn't like set you up for him. But with all that being said, he's a guy who ducks under wild shots. I think that plays really well against Jung Young Lee. So I'm gonna take ben Shea here.
1: All right, Rocky Ch- Dan. With that pick. All right. Um, we move on to flyweights. Yuma horiuchi versus Topnoi Kiwam. So Topnoi being the gym he fights out of is one of those things where they take the gym's name over over in is he from Thailand? I'm guessing I believe
0: Topnoi Kiwam is is from Thailand, yes.
1: Okay. All right. I'll tell you about him first. He is seven and three with five knockouts, He's been knocked out once. He's one and two, won his last fight. Sorry, he's won little bit over his last three. One and two over his last three. However, his last fight was a win. That was back in September twenty twenty, though. He's an inch taller than Horiyuchi, plus plus two seventy five. Horiyuchi, eight and three, two knockouts, four submissions, never been finished in a fight. He's gone he's won two of his last five. He's gone win loss win over his last three. Five years younger than a top Noi minus three fifty.
0: So first of all, I would say, I don't know that Topnoi Kiram is one of those guys who uh, is named after his gym, because doesn't he fight at a Bang Tao Muay Thai, um, which is the the Hickman brothers uh, oh, over okay. in okay. Yeah, yeah. So like, I don't think he's one of those guys. I could be wrong. Um, but that being said, I'm taking Yuma Horiuchi here. I'm all over Yuma Horiyuchi here. He is a guy who is at super high level competition. He's got split decision losses to Ludovic Shaolinian in the UFC and Charles Johnson just signed to the UFC. He armbarred Donovan Freelo, who is on contender series. Uh, you know he he puts together really nice pressure, really great leg kicks. I don't always like his striking defense, but everything else looks really good. Um, and, and with a guy like Topnoi Kiwam, he, he's a guy who is a lot of times looking for the clinch, but like when he's up against the cage, it doesn't look particularly good offensively in that clinch. Um, and I think that, that serves him very poorly against Yuma Horiuchi. It's worth noting. He also has high level competition. He fought Kaiosakara, Sakara, who is, um, you know, not a lot of people know the name Kaiosakara, Sakara, but he is, um, you know, like an absolute beast out of Ryzen who fought, uh, Manel Cap. As a matter of fact, I think he beat Manel Cap, if I'm remembering correctly that about Kaiosakara. Sakara. Right, yeah. Um, I think they went one and one to be completely honest, but, uh, you know, like still, Certainly nothing to be ashamed of. And, and he beat Koji Horiguchi, too, uh, which is worth noting. So, um, yeah, like I, I like Top Noi, but I think ultimately he just gets in too many clinches here against the guy who's able to take him down. So, again, you know, second fight in a row here. I'm going to take Chalk. I'm going to take uh, my guy, Yuma Horuchi.
1: All right. there we go. Chalky, Chalky, Chalky. All right. Moving on to lightweights. Anshul Jubilee versus Sho Patrick Usami. Um, let me tell you about Usami first. Four and one with one three knockouts. Never been finished in a fight. Lost his last fight after winning his first four. Plus one Jubilee five. is king of the lions. He's five and zero with one knockout, one submission. He won via submission his last fight. Minus one thirty five.
0: Uh, I'm gonna take Usami. Uh, I I think. Shami has absolutely incredible boxing speed. And, and as a matter of fact, if you're looking through highlights of him, which he's one of the ones I actually had to look up, I found a whole bunch of amateur boxing career. Like he, he had a, a long-standing amateur boxing career, which explains why in the fights I've seen of him, he is so fast with his hands. Uh, you know like and, and you have him here as a slight underdog against Jubilee because Jubilee is a pretty decent wrestler most of his wrestling is like greco style he gets takedowns with body locks and like in, he uses a lot of inside trips which you don't see a lot in in MMA you see a lot of outside trips but not a lot of inside trips so like he uses a lot of inside trips and, and sure that could probably give a boxer trouble but the beauty is here is i think the boxer has more power the ability to keep distance and it's not like Jubilee is going to like shoot on his legs. Instead, he's trying to like tie him up and then get the takedown from there. So I think Ushami stays away from that enough that he he should be able to win this fight with his hands pretty easily.
1: All right. There you go. Some plus money for y'all. Um, Bannerweights, Rina Nakamura versus Guggen Guzman. Guggen, Guggen Guzman. That's a good name. Guggen Guzman. Do you remember Juan Guzman, Dan? Juan Guzman? Yes. Uh, Did yeah. Did yeah, he yeah, played yeah, for Atlanta also? He played for the um, Jays. Did he play for Atlanta too? I'm thinking, I'm
0: thinking. I think he was a twin for a little while okay. after he was a Jay. Right. Uh, I I don't remember him on the Braves. He,
1: he he had the solo glow back in the day. That's for sure. He, he had some amazing <laughs> hair. All right, Gooseman, eight and three, three knockouts, two submissions, been submitted twice. He's won two straight fights. Was a regional champion. Plus four hundred. Nakamura, four and zero oh, with three knockouts. He is a champion wrestler. Uh, Five years younger than Guzman, minus 600. Yeah, and
0: and I think saying he's a champion wrestler, almost an (laughs) understatement. He was an under-23 world champion. Pretty good. Um, Yeah, decent. And... He was sort of like I I'm not gonna say he was gonna make the Olympics. I don't know enough about Olympic wrestling to really say that. But like he was on pace to really push for an Olympic spot uh, at the 2020 Olympics. And when the pandemic kind of like took wrestling off the table for the the next Olympics, I mean it didn't take it off the table, but it like pushed everything back. He was like, "F this, I'm gonna go do MMA." Uh and has looked really good since doing that. His chain wrestling is incredible. And in addition to that, you know, you hear he's a a wrestling champion. His I watched him head kick a dude in shooto one time, dude, and just leaves the dude cold. So like he's also got the striking aspect of it. I don't really have all that much good to say about Guggen Gussman, like, other than like his cardio seemed really good. Uh but like he gets pressed against the cage really easy and against a guy who's got great chain wrestling and is a, you know, world-class athlete. I, I think Nakamura is going to absolutely murder him. There's a reason this line is so wide. And, hey, why don't we talk about another line that is uh, even wider?
1: All right. <laughs> There's a segue right into, we're ripping through these, right into the main event. Women's draw weight, Josephine Lindgren Knut- Knutson, but Dan likes to say nuts and, correct? It's Knutson. It? It? That's how you say it. Yeah, it's Knutson. All right, Knutson. She was on the Top Turtle podcast. This week, make sure you listen to that good interview. Um, she's she's a good interview and very interesting. She fights at All Stars with all the all the big names you may have heard from there, like Alexander Gustafsson and um, that that guy that everyone loves right now. Comzha, um, Comzha, yeah, that guy, Comzha. And she him. also
0: na- she also name dropped Ilir Latifi. Yep,
1: I think you name dropped him actually first. No, I she she mentioned
0: she mentioned him real she? quickly. She just called him Ilir though, and oh, not okay. like the full name because. That they're on a first name basis yeah because they're buds
1: <laughs> anyhow she's fighting uh mma gancio yi dam uh in the main event on this contender series road two excuse me road two uh fight this is the lone female fight right this is the only one on all four cards on all right?
0: on all four cards you're only gonna What's see that? one woman's fight and it's just be nuts and then yi dmco
1: all right, let's tell you about uh, CO first. Six and two, one knockout, three submissions. Been knocked out once. She's won four straight fights, however, has not fought since December of 2019. She's an inch taller than Nutsen, plus 500. Uh, Nutsen's nickname, Little Thunder. You can hear about her getting her nickname on the Top Turtle MMA podcast. She's 3-0 and in MMA with one knockout. She's a kickboxing champ, a Mui toy champ. She's four years younger, minus 800.
0: She is so good. Like, dude, like just go watch one of her fights. Uh, and you can watch her in kickboxing. Because she you know, like, you're saying she's a uh you know, crazy good kickboxer. She yeah. she fought some incredible kickboxers. She fought Kana, who's like a, a damn good kickboxer in her own right. And and granted she didn't beat Kana, but like she she was competitive with her. Um and in addition to that, like since coming to MMA, she just stuffs takedowns and knees people in the stomach, and that's like what she does. YDM so is so slow on the feet. She's really slow on the feet. She what she does to try to get her takedowns is just bull rush you. I don't think that's good enough to to fight Nuts in. So I think Nuts in is just going to absolutely demolish her here. I, it's interesting because since this one isn't a tournament, you almost wonder if this is just the UFC being like, "Oh, can Nuts deal if somebody bull rushes her?" And if so, like we'll just sign her right now. Like almost like a contender series bout. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of what happens here. I, I think she gets a big finish and a big contract. So uh, she is for sure one to keep an eye on. And I would say, while we don't typically bet this. Uh, it's straw weight. If your book is offering prop bets on, you know, two 30 a.m. Fights in Singapore, uh, get a finish prop for, for Josephine nuts. I think she gets it done with a finish.
1: Seems like she could be a favorite of our podcast if she makes it into the UFC.
0: I, I think so. I, I think she's yeah. going to be a favorite of the slack. Shout out to, to all the guys uh, yeah. in the slack. who are usually up watching fights at absurd hours, but like she is so fun to watch. Like I'm, I'm just tipping you off right now to it. Like go watch her fight uh, on the road to the UFC. Cause I think it's going to be a blast.
1: You know, John will cause John never sleeps. Everyone knows Jong never sleeps. All right. That, there you go. We ripped through a card for you already. Dan got you some plus money. And then a couple uh the opposite of plus money but that's okay uh a win is a win that's all we're going for here all right we're brought to you by athletic greens and their ag1 supplement so what is this stuff with one delicious scoop of ag1 you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins minerals whole food sourced superfoods probiotics and adaptogens to help you start your day right this special blend of ingredients supports your gut health your nervous system your immune system your energy recovery focus and aging all of those things and it costs you less than three dollars a day Investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery. And Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com/sgp. Again, that is athleticgreens.com/sgp to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And when you're doing that, make sure when you're online doing that, make sure you're using IPVanish. Do you know that browsing online and using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP and other prime eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on in the Internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the Internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with 30 day money back guarantee. That's just like 89 months for free. IPVanish Vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. Go to IP, IPVanish.com slash SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings as IPVANISH.com slash SGP. All right, on to card number episode four on road to the UFC. It will be going down to, um tomorrow night as well let me call up the page for it shall i on the lovely topology um, that we like to use here i take it episode four it's going to air after episode three and i am correct so it is friday early 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 friday morning 5 30 a.m eastern on the east coast once again five fights john gooden laura sanko singapore indoor stadium yada 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 we will start at, with some big guys for this tournament welcher waits um john Adajar versus han seo han solo no han Seol kim close to han solo um but, but, or is this the main event is this the main event or is this the e see these cards are flipped on a lot of places let me see we'll go with topology i take because they're never never wrong right
0: yeah i i have no idea what order these fights are coming in right dan but but, but sure let's let's go with Adajar in and, and yeah. kim first because it
1: probably doesn't matter That's- Let's go because that's that's what they have on Tapology. All right. Um, Anajar is a outlaw. He's six and one with five knockouts. He's been knocked out once, won five straight fights, his last two via TKO. He's not fought since April 2019. He's a regional champ, six years younger than Kim, plus 105. Kim is 12 and 4 with seven knockouts. He's been knocked out twice. He also is a regional champ. Two inches taller, minus 135.
0: Yeah, and this one, I- I'm gonna go with uh with Han Kim. I I, I think Anajar what i've seen from him he just doesn't seem very powerful and in most of the fights i've seen he's like willing to just like be in bad positions in the clinch uh i think kim is a big swinger uh i don't think he's all that good like I, i i'm you know while this is another one of those fights that like isn't technically in a tournament uh i don't really have high promise for either of these two although kim might impress by just like knocking somebody out by throwing wild punches but uh yeah, like I, I, think he's good enough to be an on here. So I'll, I'll take him. There,
1: there you go. Um, we go drop all the way down to flyweights. Hyun Sung Park versus Jeremiah Siragar. Siragar. Yeah, you got it.
0: Look at the, Look at you. Yay!
1: He's the teacher. Is his nickname uh, Siragar? That would be six and two, three knockouts, three submissions. So everything's a finish for him, and he's been finished in every fight. Knocked out once, submitted once. So he's not hasn't not gone the distance according to my math. Won his last two fights, of course, via finish. Is uh, a regional champ, plus 220. Uh, who's he fighting again? He's fighting Park. He's 5-0. Two knockouts, two submissions. So he's gone the, to the distance once. Uh, he's a regional champ as well. Four inches taller than Siragar. Minus 280. So Siragar
0: does this weird thing where he just, like, leaps towards his opponent all the time. Uh, like, flying, jumping, front kicks, and, uh, like you know, jumping jabs and like he, he really is explosive and leaps in and out a lot. Um, I, I don't really like that against Park here because like Park is a really calculated fighter, Um, at least until he gets to the grappling. For some reason, when he gets to the grappling, he's like the same wild man that Saragar is. But if it gets there in the first place, I, I think he's got a massive advantage. So like I think that calculated nature is going to allow him to catch Saragar off balance or, you know, like out of place a couple of times. And it's going to be enough for Park to to sort of win this decision here. So I'm going to go with Park. I will say this is one of the ones I feel less confident about just because Syrigar is kind of like a little bit too wild for me to get a real good beat on him.
1: All right. There you go. Moving on to featherweights. Uh, Kai Lu versus Anja Hans. Anga. Anga Hans. Um, I believe Lou it's is-
0: Anga Hans. He's one of the ones I had to look up.
1: Yeah, Anga Hans, uh Hans. Lou will go first, though. The last gladiator. 7-3 with one no contest, four knockouts, three submissions. So he's a finisher. He's been submitted once. He's won six of his last seven, won his last fight via knockout, plus 198. Hans, 13-2, to five knockouts, seven submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted once. Made his MMA debut in 2011, pro debut. Used to fight at lightweight. He's a regional champ, minus 248. I'm gonna go with Kai Lu in this one.
0: I love how light he is on his feet and how good his kicks look. Um, like he, he's just like a powerful kicker. Um, I, I know he seems to be a big underdog, but I think that's in looking at all of these lines. I've noticed that they seem to give anybody with a wrestling base just like automatically the favorite. Um, like like if we went up in the other one, I took the dog in and Show Usami. Uh, I, I like like that the boxer is most likely going to light up uh, jubilee on the feet, whereas i I kind of feel the same way here about kai Lu i I think Hans is a better wrestler and has got good submissions, but like is very slow when they're striking and and I don't know that the wrestling is like dominant enough to get inside and like regularly take down Kai Lu, who's like a you know powerful and like I said, very good in getting in and out and very fast and like so, I'm going to take a, another stab at a dog here. I'm going to take Kai Lu as my underdog.
1: All right. Here we go. Here we go. This is more like the gummy we all know and love. All right. Coming event Asakurbi, Jin and Sabiki. Jin and Sabiki? Sure. Jin and, some, Jin and
0: Yeah. But like, yeah. <laughs> not, versus... not,
1: not, not bad, though. <laughs> yeah, versus Kyung Pyo Kim chinese fighter versus a south korean and i said this is a lightweight if i didn't say that i said it now um we're gonna tell you about kim nickname red horse he's 10 and 3 with five knockouts three submissions he's been knocked out once when four of his last five fights he got knocked out his last fight uh plus 165 jinan sabiki prairie hero is his nickname (laughs) wow that may be one i have to steal it Dan. you you might be the prairie hero (laughs) that is a fantastic nickname he's 36 and 10 eight knockouts 11 submissions he's been knocked out once submitted five times he's won 11 straight fights used to fight at featherweight is this one i thought this one was that no this one's at lightweight yeah he's fighting down at featherweight he's an inch taller than cam minus 205 for the prairie hero
0: do you want to know the craziest thing about Jin and Sabike having uh, that many fights, right? Like you, you quoted what was, what did you say? His figure was uh, you thirty-three said, and ten. This yeah, will be his 36, 40th,
1: thirty-six and ten.
0: This will be his forty-fourth fight, dude. He turned pro in twenty-fifteen. He's only been at it Miles for seven it, yeah. years to have that many fights. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go with uh, Jin and Sabike here. I, I think what this one ultimately comes down to is the fact that like. Neither of them really like to wrestle, and neither of them look very confident when they're wrestling. And like Jin and Sabike is just like a better boxer. He's like faster, he's stronger, he's got better knockout power. And Kim just like in what I've seen of Kim, who you know, I'll be admitted here, like it is the third person I said I I haven't hadn't gotten a good look at before. He just looks very slow to me. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm gonna take Jin and Sabike here. I, I think. The amount of uh, grappling he's going to have to do being minimum is going to help him. It's going to make him feel more confident on the feet. He's going to let it go and win uh, on the hands here.
1: And he will be our hero, not just a prayer hero if he does that. All right, main event time. Willie G. Buren, the Beastmaster versus... Shohei knows probably nose or something, isn't it? It can't just be, yeah, can it? it?
0: I would guess it's nose, but Shohei Nose is really funny.
1: <laughs> Shohei Nose is way better, way better. All right. Um, um and this is at Bantamweight. All right, let me tell you about Shohei's nose. Uh, he's eight and two with two uh eight, two, and two, excuse me, two draws there. Eight, two and two, six submission wins. He's been knocked out once, he's won four straight, three straight via submission. His last fight was just less than a month ago. May fifteenth was his last fight. He won via submission, as I said. He's plus one hundred and sixty. Wuliji Buren, the Beastmaster, fifteen and eight, three knockouts, eight submissions, but knocked out once. He's four and one. Got knocked out in his last fight. Uh, sorry, I'm reading the wrong one here. He's four and one. He won via knockout in his last fight. Um, he used to fight at featherweight. He was zero and three in the UFC. Minus two hundred.
0: I- I'm gonna take Wuliji Buren. Uh, I I think. For, for a couple of reasons. First of all, it, you know, it's worth noting showing no, nose is uh, a fighter nose. who is a decent kickboxer. But the problem with his kickboxing for me is that like, if you just get in his face and kind of crowd him a little bit, he has a lot of trouble. Um, And I would say, you know, it, the times he's looked good grappling is mostly against people who are like real shitty on the mat. Buren, I, I know you mentioned that he went Owen three in the UFC, but I feel like we need to contextualize that a little bit. Like, His losses, two of them, I mean, one was to Rolando Dye, which, you know, maybe not the best loss there. The other two were to Marlon Vera and Jonathan Martinez, who are still in the UFC doing, like, really great things. So, uh, I'm not so worried about him in that regard. I would also say he looked pretty good when he tied up with Marlon Vera. And granted, that was, you know, almost four years ago at this point. But, like, man, he tied up with him a couple of times, and I think he got the better of some of those exchanges fighting a regional Japanese fighter and Shohei knows I, I think Willie G Buren is going to have a load of advantages here he should be better technically and if he wants to crowd Shohei Nose I, I think he's just going to have an easy time doing that
1: so there you go Buren is Dan's pick and this episode is going to be called Shohei's nose I've got this one figured out you have to figure out what the last episode is going to be called Dan I'm leaving that in your hands so you have to remember what we talked about before we recorded this episode so no oh, chance I do, no chance I, do um, that. no chance I no chance <laughs> well we'll see we'll see if you carry your weight or not um this episode i forgot it was supposed to be dedicated to gumby because he's been here every all 150 episodes even the ones i've missed gumby's been here so this episode goes out to gumby gumby god is yeah. what he's known as now
0: maybe we'll just call it the the 149 gumby god again
1: <laughs> oh god every episode's gonna be gumby god now um anything else to say about these cards i guess we don't really have any props or parlays or anything because who knows if you'll be able to play those right
0: yeah, I don't know if you'll be able to play them. I will just say, like, you know, the the couple of favorites I like on that first card, feel free to stack them all together. I, I think Yuma Horauchi, uh, Josephine Knutson, and uh, Rinya Nakamura, I think those three are as close to slam dunks as you're going to get uh, anytime soon. And you, you stack them all together depending on what the numbers look like come fight time you might find yourself with even money on those three. Um, And while it might not be the most exciting thing in the world to see suit three super favorites on that first card, uh, you know, who knows Uh, that that's a, that's a pretty decent turnaround anyway.
1: All right. Boom. Bonus episode in the books. Um, I forgot to say this in the last episode, but obviously follow us on Twitter. Uh, The podcast Twitter page that Gumby runs is S G P N M M A. Uh, My Twitter would be Jeff Fox Writer. His Twitter would be Gumby Vreeland. Um, Listen to his Top Turtle MMA podcast this week. He's got Josephine Knutson, Nutson, excuse me, it's pronounced Knutson. and someone from the last card we just talked about, uh, Mean Machine Steve Garcia. Yeah. You didn't say how he got his nickname though. I did
0: that in a past interview, so I didn't bring it up again. Yeah.
1: All right. Listen to it anyhow, and listen to the Prelim Primer back again this week.
0: Uh, It might be on a little bit of a hiatus. It's on a little bit of a hiatus now. Uh, It didn't happen last week, did it? Yeah, there's lots of scheduling issues. The problem is I'm just giving you guys so much content here on this feed that uh, I wind up giving less elsewhere. So uh, just enjoy me here more uh, and bonus episodes here.
1: You should have warned me not to mention your deceased podcast dan but you didn't mention it oh i'm sorry not, it's not it's, it's not, you're just having just, a break it's just a break it's, it's just a break it's, we're on a break <laughs> that's from that friend show i've never seen a full episode of friends in case anyone wonders just thought i'd put that out there so <laughs> but i know that quote though it's obviously uh, what we
0: we're all wondering
1: <laughs> yes obviously uh anything else we need to tell people dan no i, I think no. we got it all read our stuff sportsgamblingpodcast.com I'll have the UFC stuff up Thursday morning or afternoon and Friday as well. Get tons of baseball stuff up there and every every kind of football you can imagine. NFL, CFL, USBL. USFL, excuse me. Um NBA playoffs, you know, disc golf, everything you're looking for. So, and Bryce Harper just hit a home run for me in my fantasy league. I just got a, a notice, so I thought I'd I'd end on that. So, um we'll be back on Sunday. We'll recap the road to the UFC, we'll recap the big pay-per-view, see how we did with our picks. Um until then he will re- he will remain gummy God I will remain Jesus Jeff and we'll talk to you then bye- bye